Oh, you br- what you bring to this desert island other than a boat? Mm, some food. Mm, food? Yeah, solid yeah. pick. Food's strong. A mirror. F- food's having a bit of a moment, I think, on this island. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, big moment for food. All oh, right. I, we, we know uh, Matt's help message he would put on the beach. Doesn't say help. It says Stevie Wonder can see. <laughs> no, the help message would be yeah. Steve, the help message would be Stevie Wonder is exactly who he says he is, uh, and then people would be like, "Oh, he's really in trouble." That's like <laughs> one of those things where it's like you know you've been kidnapped when you tweet this, and it would be me going like, "Stevie Wonder is definitely blind." Uh, <laughs> Matt, this like, is oh, Matt's oh, SOS. Shit. It's a coded message. Yeah, shit. Get the SWAT team in there. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Good evening. And on an audio feed reporting live from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Hooey, how you boys doing? Wow, this accent is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> I am getting worried about you. Or is it getting better? It's definitely getting worse. Guess, it's definitely worse. It depends on which one of it, Tim's cousins you ask. Oh. <laughs> that could be in so that many ways. T- it could be taken mm-hmm. so many ways. I get it because of the like Delco joke made in the last episode, but also no, we're talking about the, the South. Southern. <laughs> South. So it's uh look, we're alienating all of our southern listeners, all of them now. Uh but it's, it's a southern joke. It's not as much it's, of a uh I mean, look. If you want to make it about Delco, you can. I'm not going to look, tell you not to. Like, it's I've been it's, to Chichester. I know how it is. It's midnight. This is when the incest jokes comes out. No, it's after midnight. <laughs> yeah, this is Brose after hours. Exactly. Exactly. This is exactly. when we uh, all the stuff that was too edgy for our first couple episodes. <laughs> Parents, put your kids to bed. Listen to Brose. Also, if your kids are listening to Brose, they probably shouldn't be. If your kids are listening to Brose, buck up for therapy, Mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's over for your kids' mental health. Uh, bad taglines for the show. But. Yeah, this may be our therapy, but it's going to make your child need therapy. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep your therapist employed. Listen to Brose. Uh, so, again, we are out. Uh, one bro, Sean O'Brien, unfortunately cannot make it. Uh, fortunately for him, because he's enjoying a uh, a wonderful vacation down in the Outer Banks. Uh, so just three bros cutting it up. And I will say, uh, seconds before we started recording, uh, I saw we, we so the three of us do our video chat on Discord, and I saw that a friend of the show, Tim Bolger, was on Discord, and so I just hit him up and was like, "Yo, you want to do Brose in like five minutes?" And he's like, "I'm busy." He was on he was on Discord for something else. What a loser. He's like, uh, no, fuck y'all. Yeah, he's like, no, it's fine. It's uh, he also. I think he also is one of those weird things where, like, it was clearly, uh, like, <laughs> it was it was clearly like a, a big, a big, a big ass for me to be like, yo, in five minutes, can you donate four and a half hours of your time to record this <laughs> podcast? But because I've now asked him like two or three times in the last month, and he hasn't been able to do it, he's he's starting to feel bad, and he's like, oh, dude, I'll make it work one of these times. I'm like, look, it's fine. I it, it was just a complete shot in the dark. It's one of those yeah. things. It's fine. I mean, look, he's he's dead to me, but he, it's fine. 
Okay. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. As always, the premise of our show. This is a bell right here. I'm about to ring the bell. You ready? Yeah. This is part of the show where I ring the bell. Let's Everybody, get ready. Buckle waiting. in. Wait. You ready? There it is. Bell's rung. Uh, premise of the show is I mean, <laughs> just fucking housing an iced tea <laughs> in response to that. Like, I've never seen anybody drink iced tea faster than Tim just did a second ago. Uh, well, that's the, the point. You ring the show. bell, we drink. That's how that works. <laughs> Got it. I feel like you just found iced tea and you've been in the desert for weeks. Like, yeah, oh, it's called God, the South. <laughs> yeah, it's a food desert there. Uh, that's rude. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize to the people of High Point, North Carolina. I am out of my mind. Uh, They've got we, good gumbo down south. I mean, it's not a food desert. Brose questions that you guys have to do with it. Gumbo. Not in fucking Louisiana. Questions at gmail.com. Yeah, I guess if you want to eat shrimp, chicken, and sausage all in one, that sounds incredible. It does. I want that right now. I love gumbo. Brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. But first, we got to talk about what we're drinking. It's weird. You're not going to believe this, but we we have been drinking uh, throughout the course of this evening. And I'll start. I'll start uh, because I am drinking the last glass of my Bogle Vineyards Pinot Noir. Uh, from California. It's a 2020 vintage. Um, and, and like I said on the last episode, look, it's, this is a fine Pinot Noir. It's it's solid. It's got a nice dry taste. It's not overpowering. It's not going to knock your socks off. I'm not, if you're here for like a premier Pinot Noir experience, I can't say you're going to get it. But I can say that for like an $8 to $9 bo- bottle of wine uh, from a sustainably sourced vineyard, uh, it's hard to go wrong with this one. This is a great great value for a rosé uh rosé uh wine it's not a rosé uh i don't think they make rosés yet uh but uh you know i'll get in touch with uh bogle marketing and be like yo guys big marketing opportunity if you just get to make some rosé come on let's go jo- josh hasn't answered our emails they're not answering our tweets how you know, dare we, they we gotta make we gotta drum we gotta up new business here. Yeah, come on, man. Our bottom line's suffering here. Uh, Tess is finally clued into the fact that we haven't been paying her for a year and a half, and so uh, so we 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 got we got to make some moves here to to, to raise capital. So uh, Bogle Vineyards, or if you're an angel investor, we're willing to listen to either one of you. Uh, Tim, <laughs> I mean, I know what you're drinking, but would you like to tell the listeners what you're drinking? Sure. I uh, I finished the Smittix and was too lazy to get my ass to go back in the basement and get another one. So it's uh, back to the wonderful Wawa lemon iced tea because... Is that a half gallon you've got going there? Yep. I, bo- yeah. I bought it today. It's almost gone. I'm actually that's slacking. A, that's a, it should have been bo- gone. It's a bottle that says I pick things up and put them down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, you don't, you, don't, you don't pour this in a glass. You drink it straight out of the half gallon like, like you do. You do your set of the half gallon between reps at the bench press. <laughs> yeah, the reps get easier because it gets lighter. The, well, it what it is is you have two half gallons on either end of the bell. Yeah. Of the bar. And so it's mm-hmm. I'll I'll be honest. If I could get this in a full gallon, I would be happier than a pig and shit. Like holy fuck. <laughs> Not even kidding. Is rue the day that Tim shows up just drinking straight out of like a gallon bottle of iced tea. From he's, he's gonna get he's gonna get a camel back and just pour 
the yeah. Wawa iced tea into the Camelback and just drink. Tim's gonna bring yes. that to the next race we run, like a seven mile savage race <laughs> with like a Camelback of iced tea, and then like at mile four he's just gonna be face down in the dirt, like dehydrated from drinking all that caffeine. That sounds like an excellent idea. Challenge accepted. Yeah, do that with the the jorts, the sport jorts again. No, and, and okay. the green the green suit as well. No. Listen, those lessons have already been learned. I don't need to Count relearn Tim's, them. Tim's greatest hits for uh, for outfits that he's worn during these events. <laughs> and yeah, he's still, he's, he never, ever, ever finishes last in our group. Ever. No. Like, zero chance. I, 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 look, I'm not going to I'm not gonna say you're blow smoke up your ass and say that Tim beats us all the time. He's usually, you know, he finishes ahead of most people in the group. I'm in the not mix. everybody. But most people, he's like right in the middle, which is incredible considering all the self-sabotaging costume decisions that you've made over the last like 10 years of me and you running races together. <laughs> yep. So why not throw the camel back in there? Uh, <laughs> Rich, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, another can of Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Lemonade, and it is nice and sweet, and I like it. Amen to that, brother. Um Tim, any thoughts on Rich immediately going to the Tennessee, uh, the Tennessee canned whiskey uh, as soon as you leave the South? No, I mean Jack Daniels is great wherever you are. It's true. It's universal. It's yeah, good. it's a good answer. I appreciate that. Now, um, normally this is the part of the show where I'd say something like, "Now, Rich, you've got our next round of questions, correct?" Or, "Hey, Tim, did you forget uh, I that you're not doing the questions?" Uh, this uh, and uh, and or- normally I would say that. However. We, just, we got to talking a little bit uh, earlier today. As I said, we actually uh, peel back the curtain a little bit. The three of us got together uh, along with my wife and my daughter, got some lunch this afternoon, talked about these uh, this set of episodes. And we talked, look, as, as we do, we talked about our feelings a little bit. And, and Sean O'Brien, our, our dear friend, co-host of the Brose podcast, award-winning, uh, went on vacation for this weekend and next weekend. He's gone for two straight weekends. And while it was a well-deserved vacation, and while uh, I, we hope that he and his family are enjoying uh, some well-deserved uh, R&R at the, at the Outer Banks, couldn't help but feel a little neglected. Couldn't help but feel a little um, uh, deserted, as a matter of fact. Uh, Tess, if you can include some, some tasteful island music here, that would be much appreciated. Uh, get some, get some so, friends going like, gah, gah, gah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, um, insert yeah. crab rave. Completely inappropriate. (laughs) So, uh, on that subject, rather than uh, going through and answering questions uh, from from the listener in this particular episode, we've decided to do is we've decided to do an episode that uh, that I call the the Desert Island exercise. Basically, we're going to take different forms of media, whether it's movies, books, games, TV shows, albums, whatever it is. We're going to go through different forms of media, and we're going to pick the five of those, five albums, five movies, the five books, the five games that we would bring with us on a desert island. This is it. You know, we, we can't, you know, we're leaving the day. De- we can't leave the desert island. We're stuck there. This is the stuff that has got to last us the rest of our lives, uh, isolated from the world. Uh, and I, and I will spell out the one caveat, uh, Chuck Klosterman, the music writer years and years ago said that he would, uh, that the music that he would bring would be the solid gold pink Floyd album. So he could hammer it into a boat. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to escape the island with your media pick. So, uh, so we're sticking to the spirit of the rule here. So, are you guys ready for the Desert Island episode of the Brose Podcast? So, sure, whole free episode. I don't know if I can do that, but I'll I'll try. I'll try. I mean, we can do stupid bits. We can still talk about Sean's dick as much as we want. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's normal. It'll just be like a normal Tuesday for us. Exactly. Um, Yep. 
All right. So uh, where do you guys want to start? You want to go with uh, albums? You want to go with <clears throat> games, movies? Uh, Let's go albums. I feel like sure. that'll be an easier start. All right. Let's start with albums. So this could be any album. Uh, you know, I've, I I will say that I personally tend to avoid like greatest hits albums. So I'm not going to put like mm-hmm. Bob Marley's greatest hits on here or something like that. But if you want to put like a movie soundtrack, like if the American Pie soundtrack or, you know, Saturday Night Fever or something like that really spoke to you, you could do that. But or a live album. Uh, but what what are your five Desert Island albums? So my first one, you know, a couple of them. I got I got one right off the bat just because pretty much any time I'm not sure what I want to listen to, at least for the last like year and a half, two years, is um, Polyphia's New Levels, New Devils. And it's okay. almost entirely instrumental. Uh, there is a little bit of like guest vocals from like other people because they don't have a vocalist. They are just an instrumental group. But like it's just so good. Okay. I've never heard of them. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. So you listen to that for the rest of your life. Desert Island. Yeah. Like I've already, like I've definitely put it on like just a loop and listened to it for entire eight hour days, like multiple times and it mm-hmm. never gets old. Okay. I can dig it. Rich, you got any uh, thoughts for the Desert Island album? I'd have to go. Uh, one of them for sure would be, um, Yellow Cards Ocean Avenue. Good album. It's a good pick. It's, it's 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 a solid album. It's one of my favorite albums. It's got some of my favorite songs of all time on there. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a really good one. I like it. I've got three that I know are gonna be on there. And then the last two I always have trouble with. Um first one is Boys and Girls in America by the Hold Steady. I've talked about this album a million times, but it's one of my favorite, like modern classic rock inspired albums i say it's modern but i think it came out like 2005 2006 at this point so it's all it's over 15 years old at this point it's a great album uh it, it's like a great mix of like thin lizzy bruce springsteen uh bob dylan and like super uh, tom waits-esque lyrics like just just a great great performance all around and it's like for a band like the hold steady that started with this like very abrasive bar rock it's when they started peppering in slight hints of like pop song craft uh but but they still have a ton of grit and it's still like a very like bar rock kind of album i love boys and girls in america great album Mm -hmm. um second one is good kid mad city by kendrick lamar i've got to have at least one hip-hop album on here and this is probably my favorite hip-hop album uh, at least front to back that I can listen to over and over again. Um, Kendrick's incredible. Uh, he's done great work since then, but I just love the, the, the story about his upbringing, a lot of the very personal stories on this album. Uh, it's got some great features, great beats on it. Good Kid, Mad City. And then, uh, look, I got to put a Coheed and Cambry album on here because they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, so I'm going to go with Good Apollo 1. Uh, Good Apollo and Burning Star 4, Volume 1. From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. <sighs> Uh, which is, I, I think, front to back, the best representation of their music. Great, diverse mix of classic rock, prog rock, emo, punk, uh, pop, metal, uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, so I, I will definitely go with that one for one. The, the, so those are my first three, and then I'm sort of in my head. I'm already juggling the last two. Mm-hmm. I've I've got I've got a couple more. Um, uh, uh, it would uh, I was. Before you even mentioned uh, Coheed, I was thinking Vaxus One. Um, 
would be would That's be on there. Uh, so we have Ocean Avenue, Vexus One. Um, I think I would have to go with the Power Within from Dragon Force. It was a 2012 album. It was their album with their new uh, lead singer, and it's got a good number of really good good songs. Um, and then uh, Suburban Legends Rump Shaker, because that just I mm. listened to that song so or that album so many times when I was in high school. It's just such a good nostalgia album for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that is five Dragon Force, Yellow Card, Coheed. Uh, suburban legends suburban legends no one more mm. oh the the last one uh, i mentioned it last episode uh is is the star lord band album um okay. i can't oh, remember wow, that, that, that album's that good huh i really really like it i it's i gotta remember what the album is actually called i'll look it up in a second all right i got two more um all right, let's do it. i was gonna go with hoobastanks every man for himself was a newer Hoobastank or newish Hoobastank? Nah, no, I want to say it's like 2006, 2005. Honest, everything after the reason is new to me. <laughs> everything after 2003 is a new album. I feel like it predates the reason, but I could be wrong. Oh, wow. Hmm? Can't remember when the reason came out, but um, whatever. Honestly, I just hate that song at this point. Uh, so great. I mean, it's fair. You're not a perfect person. <laughs> You fuck you, man. <laughs> Good joke, but fuck you. Um, honestly, I just really enjoy Hoobastank. They've got a lot of good, um, good music, in my opinion. But the Every Man for Himself is very much like to me. Uh, it's a no skip album. The energy is just there the whole time, and even some of the slower songs. There's like two slower songs on it. They still have that like driving, moving you forward. So even though it's slowing it slowing it down and getting a little more emotional it still has a driving force to it that kind of keeps things up um and then i'm gonna go with uh living things by lincoln park 2012 album Mm. in comparison to most of their other albums it is less less new metal which uh was a departure from some of their earlier stuff they definitely go into more the like we want to build more or write more artistic and more feeling and depth and and in-depth songs. Mm. And it comes across really well, but they're like, even the ones that are particularly sad, like as, as if I wouldn't say they make you sad, but you can just appreciate that. Um, And I just really enjoy that one. All right. All right. (sighs) Boy, I want to include one like classic like pop album on here, and I think I'm gonna go with "Songs in the Key of Life" by Stevie Wonder. Uh, it was very long as a double album, uh, and it's it's probably the best album. I'm not gonna to claim to be an expert on Stevie Wonder's career, but it's widely regarded as the best album of his career. Um, and it, it's just a wide ranging, great pop album. Some great songs on it, uh, and, and just. Uh, a great variety like that's the thing if i'm gonna be on this desert island for a while i need a little bit more variety than just listening to rock music all the time uh stevie wonder is going to provide a lot of that variety and a lot of that great song craft so i'm gonna songs in the key of life i i I, I got i gotta ask real quick are we all on this desert island together 
No, 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 no. This is okay. three separate desert islands. Here. Okay, good, because I don't know how long I could stand sitting there while you're listening to Stevie Wonder talking about how he definitely can see while we've got the album one in the back. Look, did I pick Stevie Wonder so I could talk about the fact that Stevie Wonder isn't blind? Who can say? Hard, hard to know. Uh, but, but look, the, the other thing is, even if I didn't pick Stevie Wonder, you know that that would be like my number one, two, and three topic on a given yeah, day. Yeah. It would be like, ah, oh, the coconuts are growing back in. By the way, do you know Stevie Wonder could see those coconuts if he was here because he's not blind? <laughs> who knew? Yeah. yeah, who knew? Not me. Um, and my last one, I, I waffle on this one because I don't know whether to go with like old, you know, like high school nostalgia or or whatever. So I'm just gonna pick motherfucker. Um, I'm gonna go with Angel Dust by Faith No More. It's a great, great, great album. Uh, pioneering album of '90s heavy metal. Uh, very eccentric album. Again, all over the place musically. Uh, has a bit of a sense of humor to it. Really, really good. Um, I'm sorry, Jimmy Eat World. I really, really wanted to put Jimmy Eat World on there because that's a phenomenal album, but uh, the self-titled great. album. But uh, uh, but I, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Faith No More. Faith yeah. No More, Angel Dust specifically. The more you think about it, the more albums you're just like, oh, that one's so good, and this one's so good. And I left Andrew WK like, off the list, and every time I listen to Andrew WK, I feel like I could, I could, I could take on the world. Yeah, but I, it's just, just yep. I'm missing it. It's just, just I, there's no room. You have five, mm-hmm. five, five's the rule. Yeah. It's right. rough. Them's the rules. Right. Any so other, we, uh, any other thoughts on the Desert Island albums? Um. The five one is the one I'm not going to like. I feel like I can't figure out. I, I I was trying to figure out what Breaking Benjamin album I wanted to put on there. Oh, you didn't pick a fifth one. I'm sorry. OK, well, I didn't. I, did, I only got three. I, right. Yeah, oh, I did. Boy. I did. Yeah, I did. Hoobastank, Sank, Linkin Park and Polyphia. Oh, oh shit. Right. OK, I thought you wanted more. OK, all right. Uh, so Breaking Benjamin, I'm going to go with Phobia from 2006. Uh, another great album. Is that the no, one with Diary of Jane on it? Yes, it is. That's, that's that's a good album. Yeah, it's a great album. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a no skip for me. Maybe wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is either the last album he did before he stopped drinking, or it's the first album he did after he stopped drinking. I can't Matt remember. Gasnell, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but well, uh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> but. But it's a it's it's great. Like you you got a couple songs that are more like Breaking Benjamin. You think heavier guitar riffs and just like hit, nailing those power chords and just being like loud. And this one, you do have like one or two songs that are very much that. But there's a lot more like <laughs> kind of like the reason I picked the Living Things for Lincoln Park. There's a little more depth to it, a little more feeling, and more of the just like they're, less, they're less like they're trying to be like like live or like a 90s grunge band yeah like there's a little bit so they, they went a little bit different it, it's you know more about the career path of breaking benjamin than i do but that, I, I do remember that in in high school being like oh this seems a little bit like denser i guess than yeah. their previous album yeah especially if you're coming off of like saturate and uh what was the one right before that we are not alone yeah we are not alone so like cold yeah they're like so so much just like trying to hit that dark feel and just like blah, 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 and saturate was real heavy on just like a lot of screaming 
but uh well not screaming but just like rough growls just like and just yeah it was more of an assault on the senses than it was just like is it good assault on the senses but like in comparison to this other stuff it's just go it's trying too hard and it's just leaning into that heavier grungier kind of feel and it's just like phobia was good it was a good departure and i have no I, idea what my fifth would be i have too many fucking choices <laughs> uh, what are you juggling maybe we can help you narrow it down i have no idea so my my issue is like i don't there's not too many other things that i th- like am that strongly attached to so it's less of a i'm juggling choices and more of a everything i look at is just kind of like meh okay, meh yeah, i'll put up Perhaps I could gradually, if you have got anything on there, it's not like in the alt metal vein because, like, you got Hoobastank, you got Breaking I, Benjamin, yeah, you got but that's Lincoln my, Park. That's my thing. I like the alt. Metal. I, I know it's your thing. I'm just saying, like, you're gonna be on this island forever and ever. Like, maybe I don't know. This is you know one one album of show tunes, maybe. Yeah, Some Jersey doing, Boys in there. I am not doing that. I, oh, I was. I, at one point, I wanted to do. You got the, that operatic um, voice. You probably got some some Broadway in you. Like I, w- I wanted to do the uh, the greatest showman album because that's that's such a good album. I keep hearing that that, that soundtrack's incredible. I've I've never paid any mind to it. I it's I fine. love I love the movie and I think it, it is right. a great soundtrack. Okay, I got it. Vessel right. by Twenty One Pilots. All right, there you go. All right, nice. done. Did it. Done. Nice, we did it. That's good. Add some add some spice, some variety because they're they're fairly diverse. Act. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Good stuff. We all got five. We did it. We nailed it. Five Woo! Desert Island albums. But occasionally, let's get, let's get some visual medium in there. You want to do, uh, how about let's do some movies? Five Desert Island movies Desert that, you would, Island. that you would take with you. Hmm. Paddington. Honestly, the first Paddington movie is just literally really fucking good. And I would have no problem watching that movie over and over. That, yeah, if if I had to be... Because it's also, like, such a nice, like, sweet and endearing and not too intense and not too crazy. So if you just need to relax and have, like, a nice chill time, Paddington 1 is just... It's it's great. It's a good idea to have on, on Desert Island. All right. Um, and then let's see. The other four is going to be tough. Hmm. He's watched Paddington five times in a row every day. I mean, you could, you could just have you. I could do Paddington too, and they're working mm. on a third one. So depending on when I actually uh get get deserted on this island, I might be able to do Paddington one, two, and three. Like. Let's make a day of it. Uh, but no, I I would say, um, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier would be another one. That's okay. honestly one of my all time favorite Marvel movies. Huh? Um. Hmm. Uh, one that immediately popped to mind, and I had to look up what it was called. Uh, it's called The Last Castle. It's a Robert Redford movie where essentially he's a uh, mm. court a court martial general rallies together 1,200 inmates to rise against a corrupt and sadistic warden. It is fantastic. Hmm. I have a Robert Redford movie as well. 
Mm-hmm. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Good choice. Got some Paul Newman and Robert Redford in that. Yeah, yeah. A little cowboy western. Let's go. I mean, uh, te- technically, I also had a Robert Redford movie. All the President's lo- Men? No, no, no Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Robert Redford. What's Robert Redford doing that? <laughs> we have a theme for our first picks, guys, and he's, we didn't even he's, try. He's like the new head of S.H.I.E.L.D. who happens to be part of Hydra. Um, Hydra at the mm, end. He's okay. like. Spoilers. He, it's this, that that movie is also, what, over 10 years old? So. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I won't bang you for spoilers in that one then. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't bang him just because, I mean. I don't go that way, but oh, I oh, absolutely, I would. <laughs> nice. nice, dude. See? Please see. Thanks Look at for those the blonde locks. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're, we're we all have a Robert Redford movie inexplicably on our list, <laughs> uh, which is I guess not inexplicable. He's a great actor, but uh, yeah, yeah. What else? What else? Uh, let's see. Uh, I would go with the gentleman. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Relatively recent movie, 2019. Mm-hmm. No? Uh, I think so. heard of it. It is really fucking funny. Uh, I have to look at it. It's got a great crew of different actors, which I am buying time to find the names of because uh, I'm drawing a Charlie, blank. Charlie Hunnam, Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant, Jeremy Strong, Michelle Dockery. Yeah, I mean, the big uh, ones Henry are Matthew Golden. McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Colin Farrell. Like the, those three and yeah, Hugh, Hugh and Hugh Grant, <laughs> just because fucking why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it is a great movie that like it can be kind of confusing and it definitely has a uh, has a little bit of almost a Ocean's Eleven flair for the storytelling or a little bit of um, is snatched the the one with. Brad Pitt, and they're trying to, and, and the dogs, like dogs. You have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Is it Glorious Bastards? No. Oh, that's a good movie, Glorious Bastards. This is a good movie. But otherwise, not my the list, gentleman is great. Movie. Okay. So, so I got The Last Castle and The Gentleman. And no, apparently I'm thinking of the wrong fucking movie. Naked Gun is on my list. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I, because in my mind I'm required by to either have Naked Gun or Airplane on there, and I'm just predisposed <laughs> to liking Naked Gun. So good, it's one of the funniest which, movies I've ever seen. Which which thumb movie are you taking with you, Matt? There's no movies with the word thumb in it on my list. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've I've I've, re- I've made an update. I'm sorry, it's done. The thumb movies, as un- underappreciated as they are. The, the Steve Odekirk thumb movies are not on my list. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I cannot have a 30-minute thumbation spoof taking up one of my five precious slots. So uh, instead, I will take Leslie Nielsen's uh, masterpiece, The Naked Gun. <laughs> Nothing I'm, to I'm ha- see here. Please disperse. I'm having a Naked hard Gun's time great. coming up with another three... Because, like, I'm trying to think of, like, older movies. O.J. Simpson's in The Naked Gun. I'm sorry. Please. No, that's fine. O.J. Simpson (laughs) pre-murder. Like, I'm trying to think of older movies and not not trying to stick too much with, like, more recent and modern. Like, I, like, 
Winter Soldier is like 12, 13 years old, something at this point. Or maybe Winter Soldier is actually like 10 years old at this point. I'm not really sure. But like, I'm trying to find things from like my childhood that I maybe would want to watch. And, and I, I just, I'm running a blank. Like, in my a Pixar opinion, action, a little Toy Story action. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to watch those that often. Um, one thing that's that, that I'm leaning on is the first Matrix. I okay. think I think okay. I'd go with the first Matrix. Um, and so like and like I'm trying to also think like we've got we've got like an endearing like child like like an endearing movie kind of silly. We have a a, a, a a two action flick, so I'm like, all right, what kind of like maybe comedy. Do I want? Uh, and I just I can't can't think of like good comedy right now. It's because there isn't any. Wow! Yikes! Oh, that you mean like is... modern comedy? Well, yeah, just I... any sort of pseudo comedy that I might have seen since I was zero till now. So see, that's why I've got uh my next pick is the Holy Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Well, that's that's a good choice. Yeah. Excellent and, and choice. The, 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 the typical picks are. I actually almost went with, uh, and now for something completely different, which is just a movie version of like all the Monty Python sketches. Mm-hmm. But uh, Holy Grail is incredible. Uh, it's it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's one of the rare movies that like came out 40, 45 years ago that like almost every bit holds up just as well. And it's all like in subtle. Like it's not just the overt. Like this is really funny stuff. Well, there's a particular line um, when when God appears in the heavens and gives King Arthur his quest, and he says, "You must seek out the Holy Grail." And uh, King Arthur and, and one of the knights goes, "Good idea, Lord." And he goes, "Of course, it's a good idea." <laughs> it's very subtle. It's like, "Of course, I'm God. Of course, it's a good idea." <laughs> I'm God. Like it's just it's very Duh. subtle. Like it's funny in the delivery, but it's also like when you think about it, like, yeah, of course, it's a good idea. God told you to do it um so uh it, just everything about it is so well done uh i love i love monty python the holy grail so uh that's on my list for sure you know what uh anchorman we'll put anchorman on there anchorman is like my honorable mention oh my god is <laughs> right there it, 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 that's as i'll let you talk about it, but that's as that's as hard as I've laughed in a movie theater as Anchorman. Well, it, I was, I was, like I said, I was trying to go for like a comedy, and like Wolf Farrell was really sticking out, and I'm like, maybe, maybe, um, um, old school, and I'm like, yeah, old school's good, but I don't think it's that good. It's is as good. It's his best, and so then like I was like, oh, you know what, Anchorman is fantastic. It's so quotable. It's so stupid. It's got some of the dumbest themes in it ever, but it's still great. We like I quoted it earlier the earlier this session in, in session one. I was like, yeah, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I read what's given it put in front of yeah. me. Like put right it's from just, the prompter. It's perfect. It's perfect. And it's Adam McKay. Like Adam McKay recently is like a lot of his his movies, even the the comedies have sort of beat you over the head with its with its themes, whether it's like the the Dick Cheney movie Vice mm. or Don't Look Up um like he's like this was just like here's a topic sexism in the workplace but it's like it's so well done and so funny and it's so obvious that the guys in the the movie are boorish and and you know as funny as they are they're just like terrible human beings that like yeah it's obvious that they're in the wrong when it comes to like the workplace sexism of you know being an anchor man in the 70s mm-hmm. also bill curtis is the is the the narrator yeah 
I'm Bill Curtis, and I just found the internet. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. My last one is going to be uh, Sonic. The Sonic movie from 2020 is in your movies? Yeah, 2020 Sonic, yeah. Oh, That's boy. great. It's great. It's great. Look, I, I, loved it. I, look I enjoyed the Sonic movie. I but it's not did. on this list. <laughs> if I was, I will even go as far as to say, I'm going to put my Sonic nerd hat on here real quick. Glasses. If I was going to put a Sonic movie on, I put the OVA on from the 90s that they came out with. <laughs> that one's really good. Because yes, the yeah. animation is phenomenal. Um, even though the pop makes zero sense whatsoever. And it's, yeah, it's just was an that, excuse to see that, Sonic do Sonic things. Was that Jaleel White doing Sonic's voice as well? No, 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 no. That was, that was another time. Okay. That was something else. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know who, I don't know who any of the voice actors were for this. It was a night. It was a 60 minute OVA. And I remember renting it. Uh, and I remember watching it on VHS at, uh, my grandmother's house when I would have had, I had Easter break and I got to watch whatever. I was like, Matt, you can do whatever you want downstairs. And so I would. I would alternate between uh, playing basketball in the little hoop downstairs at the my grandpa like the little Fisher Price hoop. I'd watch uh, ESPN Classic and watch some old basketball highlights, <laughs> and I'd pop in that Sonic the Hedgehog OVA, and I watch Sonic the Hedgehog fight Metal Sonic, and that's the Sonic movie I would pick. It's not on my list, but I'm just saying if you're picking yeah. a Sonic movie, Sonic OVA, not I have nothing against Ben Schwartz or uh, what's his name, the, the Jim Carrey. No, no, the, the oh, Jim Carrey. I mean, Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey. He's the man. Oh, uh, um, the, the Franzen or whatever. The, uh, the human sh- sidekick that they have to give Sonic because they don't want to make Sonic the main character of his own movie. Um, uh, who, who was he's, he? In fact, he Cyclops. plays. He's in. He's in he's, Anchorman Two. He plays Jack Lyman in Anchorman Two. Well, he's it's Cyclops from the X Men movies. Yeah, um, Cyclops. I don't know who they are. That guy. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I know. I know. It's like Jason Franzen or Mar- Marsden. Jason Marsden. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Sure. Yeah. So, but you're so I, I, I again, I completely sidetracked Vince uh, Rich's own bit. Uh, Excuse you, me. Sorry. Excuse I me. Did, did I hear what just came out of your mouth? Damn. Uh, I certainly didn't. Did, 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 I, did I hear the, the the V word come out of this your mouth? This bogle sure is delicious, and I didn't call you by your cousin's name. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, no. so you you're taking the Ben Schwartz Sonic movie? Yeah, it, I was. Ben I, Schwartz, I, Jim Carrey. I, yeah, because like my last movie, like we 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 started after I mentioned uh, Anchorman. I was like, oh, I love you, man. It's such a good movie. I should do I love you, man. But I'm like, no, I just I already have a movie from from what's his name. I'm not going to do another one. I'll I'll go something else. And I was like, you know what? I I've been thinking about Sonic 2020 lately. Let's go with Sonic 2020. All right, I haven't seen the second one yet. I thought uh, it was enjoyable. Idris Elba. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I thought it was good. All right, Tim, what do we got for you? Um, uh, so this movie has actually been on my mind since uh, last episode. I think it was last episode where you said something about like, ah, oh, last meal. I want a cake with a shiv in it. Uh, so, which made me think of the movie Law Abiding Citizen. The movie is, is is the instructional video on how to build a plane out of coconuts. Exactly. <laughs> no, uh, Law Abiding Citizens, Gerard uh, Butler movie, where oh, I remember that movie. He's essentially getting revenge on a whole lot of people for essentially the guys uh, who murdered his family and the lawyer who got him off or got them off with that like pretty much nothing. And it's like, oh. 
turns out he is the person who you hire to kill the people who are impossible to kill and just no one knew that oops but there's a scene where he want he needs to get in a solitary confinement so he gets his last meal and he gets this really nice steak from this one steakhouse because it has a specific bone in it that he can use as a shiv and then kills his roommate or his cellmate and then just like what the fuck man <laughs> It's like, oh, this was his last meal. By the by, the reveal at the end for how he was killing all those people, like, I can say it right. This movie's been out for over ten years. Yeah, he dug a hole, like a really long hole out of jail, and that was how he like. It's like, cool, great. Like the whole mystery is like, how is this guy who's in jail killing all these people outside of jail, and he just dug a really long hole? Like it just seemed like a very deflating reveal to me a little bit i still thought it ended up being good and i was kind of disappointed that he dies in the end i was like man you do it so well Mm, that was a little disappointing but uh overall i still thought it was a really good movie and i still think i still really like it every time i catch it uh good in it man yeah and then i got a knight's tale 2001 with Mm, uh heath ledger about that movie i love Mm. that movie hmm and then I got uh, Four Brothers, which is... Uh, what? Four brothers. <laughs> Not two brothers, four yeah, brothers. Four brothers. <laughs> Let's talk about these brothers, because they have a bond. There's too many brothers right there. There's too many brothers. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the, uh, Andre 3000's that movie, isn't it? He is. Mm. He is. Uh, that's not why I like it, but it's it's got him, Mark <laughs> Wahlberg, and... Uh, is that Tyrese? Yeah, Tyrese Gibson. And then the other brother is Garrett Hedlund, who I think I may have seen in something at some point, but don't care enough to think about. So it stars Andre 3000 and Marky Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And Terrence Howard. Oh, oh, that's a big one. I didn't didn't know Terrence Howard was in He's the villain, essentially. (laughs) Mm. Or he's uh, the the antagonist. Uh, But essentially the point of the movie is these four adopted brothers uh their mom their mom dies who's like a really old lady and then they all come back home to essentially be like what the fuck what happened Mm. and then uh they get their revenge i like revenge stories if you're catching on yeah (laughs) nice again there's maybe a freudian angle here that we could explore in a later episode (laughs) but under but understood revenge stories yeah they're great for fans when they come up with a Count of Monte Cristo uh, movie adaptation, which I'm sure they have, Tim's going to be first in line. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Rich, have you given all five? I believe I've given all five, yes. Okay, all right. So t- Tim threw me through a bit of a loop because I realized I-, I didn't have The Dark Knight on my list because he mentioned The Knight's Tale, and I was like, oh, fucking Heath Ledger is the Joker. Um, <laughs> but I am going to go... Um, I'm I'm gonna go with my last two movies with a, a theme that I really enjoy both in music. I realize I enjoy both in music and in in movies now, which is camp. Uh, I am a big fan of campy shit. I'm a big fan of of things that are just like a little bit over the top. There's those scenery chewing villains. Those that 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 little bit of exaggerated emotion, like the the stingers, the motifs in the music. So I'm adding these two. I'm going with, with the first with, with this the new build up. Sorry, yeah. with this build up, if one of these movies isn't a Fast and the Furious movie, I'm gonna be so upset. I don't give a shit about the Fast and the Furious. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's because uh, they're it's not that good. Uh, not not even on my radar. Um, but I'm, 
I'm shouting now. I have a baby downstairs. Uh, <laughs> I have a Star Wars, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Space opera, man. And that's the one Star Wars movie that I feel like you can watch front to back. And it's like, hey, look, it's a contained story. Oh, yeah. Look, you, you got some pretext here. He is a rebellion and all that. You got some, you know, look, we, we understand the villain hasn't been knocked out, but you, you see the rebellion strike a big blow. It's what like one of the few self-contained stories in the Star Wars universe. If you're going to pick one, you watch that one. And my second one is the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, which is, I think, in my mind, uh, the perfect encapsulation of comic books and movies is yep. perfect in my mind because uh, it's like because it's not just the because like the Mar- like Marvel's a huge freaking deal but like in 2002 2003 I think when this when this movie came out it was not the behemoth that it is now um and so there's a lot of influence and, and Raimi does this in a lot of movies I I caught my, my wife was watching the new Doctor Strange movie um and I, I caught pieces of it and I'm like you know I'm not really like a huge Marvel guy anymore but I could see myself liking this, like mm-hmm. just from the clips that I've seen, because he, he's very like loyal to the comic book aesthetic. And like the the Spider-Man 2 movie mixes that like emotional angle, like because when, when you were a kid, you watched the movie and you're like, oh, my God, this is this serious emotional conflict between, you know, Peter Parker and his best friend who thinks that he murdered his dad. And, you know, he's got this girlfriend, girl troubles and all that. And when you watch as an adult, you're like, oh, this is great, like campy comic book shit like j jonah jameson jk simmons as j jonah jameson is an incredible you know side character he's a scene stealer it's literally uh, the best and, casting of any movie ever unbelievable why you, unbelievable why, um, why do you think yeah. he's always jameson anymore like he's always jameson they can't you can't get you can't anybody do else. anybody else he's a cigar chomping like you know you know like a car dealer say like a like a used car salesman of a of a newspaper editor like it captures everything about the comic book aesthetic and i'm not going to claim like look like i i'm not i haven't read every spider-man i don't know all that but i think i I know enough about it to know when somebody's captured the tone as perfectly as as they did in that second movie so uh spider-man spider-man 2 uh is on this list for me so i got naked gun new hope butch cassidy spider-man 2 and monty python the holy grail unassailably the five best movies that have ever been made uh any any other thoughts on this one and Spider-Man 2, just to add on, you got that fantastic scene where it's Spider-Man's on the train and mm-hmm. they just pulled him up and Doc Ock shows up and you got the New York is like, if you're going to get through Spider-Man, you got to get through us. Yep. And it's just like, yes. Yes, I'll do it. And then he immediately parts <laughs> the Red Sea. And takes it. He's just and like, that's, okay. That's, and that's perfect. Yeah. It works perfectly for Spider-Man. It's incredible. And, the, and, I, and I knew that, I know that they knew what they were doing. Because they got Bruce Campbell involved. And the moment you get Bruce Campbell involved, you know well, exactly what you're doing when you set the tone of a movie. Well, yep. it's because it's Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell's in everything Sam Raimi does. So He's the man. He was even He's in incredible. Doctor Strange. Oh, I didn't, say, I didn't see that part of it. Yeah, it's when they're, when they're jumping It's a bit part. He, it's like okay. a bit part, and it's part of the end credits Shh, scene as well. But it's all spoilers, goddammit, shut the fuck up. It's just all a bit, that's all. Is he part of the multiverse? Yes. Yes. Is he mad? Uh, what? Is he mad? I don't know if that is. Sure. I have, I have it on good authority that the there's madness somewhere out there in the multiverse. Maybe. Yes. Could be. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to ruin the experience for anybody. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do we do, do everybody get five? Yeah. yeah. I think so. For movies? Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to do games or books? 
I'm more proficient in games. I don't read a lot of books. We'll do games then. We'll start with games, then we'll get to books if we have time. Uh, which is, you know, right, maybe, uh, you know, when people look at the downfall of America, they're going to be like, well, we'll get to the books if we have time. When it comes to games, I literally have maybe all five. All right. Might be four. I got I to gotta count them as I'm saying them. So, um, number one, my all-time favorite game. I love playing it. I don't play it as much as I, I, I feel like I should. Seven Days to Die. It's just a really good like zombie crafting survival game like every time you play it could be different it's it's the map always is different when if depending on how you play i just really really love the crafting and everything they're constantly updating it and making it better um so i'm gonna go with seven days to die uh number two is gonna be city skylines it's just honestly i love just wasting time building cities it's not stressful it's not crazy and I feel like if you're stuck on a desert island and you just need to chill, this is something that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, the next two uh, are the two Ori games, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori the Will of the Wisps. Uh, I would say that those are probably some of the best games of all time, but you need they're good as a package. If you play Ori and the Blind Forest, that's a good game. But, like, it completes and fulfills the story if you play them both. So you kind of need them both, which is why I'm adding them. And then the last one is kind of cheating in a loophole, but it's an actual game. So I'm going to... I'm using it. Uh, It is uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Because it's got Mm -hmm. Super Mario 64. It's got Super Mm -hmm. Mario Sunshine. It's got Super Mario Galaxies on it. And... Sunshine and Galaxies are two of my favorite Super Mario games of all times. So. Okay. That's a solid pick. It, I, I, I have Super Mario 64 on my list, so I'm like, that's a bit of a cop-out, man. This is, he had three it, games on there. It, it, is, look, it is one game. Yep. It's, it's, it's one, one game. It's one cartridge. So, yeah. look, I, I was originally going to try to be like, I'm going to stick these two as one, but no, I, I, I kept... Ori as two, you because they're two separate games. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're gonna play one, you need to play them both. And they're just they're really reasonable. solid, really good games. So. What about you, Timmy? Uh, first one's gonna be Spider Man. Uh-huh. The the PS four, the the one that came out on PS four and got remastered for PS five. Uh, I'll go with the remastered one just because it's fucking pretty. Uh, great game. Great, really, really great game. Easy to get lost in. It's it's relatively long. The DLC adds a lot to it, and like, it's just so much fun. Uh, and Sean would agree if he was here. No, <laughs> Spider Man game is a fantastic choice. Um, so that I am also going to do Super Mario, uh, or Mario sixty four. Hmm. Because great choice, obviously. Mm. I was also going to do. Um, I, I was I was stuck between that and Star Fox, and I did end up going Mario just because mm. it's yeah. less it's less rail driven. It, like yeah. it's not it's not a rail game. So I, f- sure. I feel like Mario has more substance to it as well. Like mm-hmm. Star Fox is a great more game. Mar- yeah, right. Star Fox is great, but Mario 
it take. I mean, yes, you can beat it in like, I think speed runs are at like fifteen to nineteen minutes. But mm-hmm. if you're not speed running and you're just playing, it takes like fifteen twenty hours, something like that. Uh, Sixty four is the first game that I ever played that like felt like enormous to me. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I was oh my god, there's like more here that I could ever. And look, this is nineteen ninety six or whatever so obviously you know games have gone above and beyond as far as like the open world thing but for me you know whatever age seven eight playing this game for the first time like this is this is the first game that felt huge Mm -hmm. to me like there was so much to do i would never possibly do everything that i could in that game that's part of the reason why i think it's one of my favorites yeah so what do i have i have spider-man uh, Mario 64. Ah, shit. I just came up with a list and now I've already forgotten. Hmm. No, uh, Gunstar Heroes for Sega Genesis. Uh, it oh, was that one's good. It was like one of my first games that I remember ever learning to play that wasn't like Duck Hunt. And then me That's and my brothers would play game, it. Man. Yeah, it's a great game. And it <laughs> it's the one that I use as an example of like, why I don't like why I still want the original systems and the original games, but they've they've got it on the Nintendo Switch thing. And I was like, yeah, have you played it? Because it stalls and it glitches and it's like bad. And it makes me laugh that this 16 bit Sega can handle this. But Switch is just like, ah, fuck. Um, I'm going to say the same thing that happened when uh, when they announced like this, the Switch has this whole like, you know, online program. You get the expansion pass. You get the Nintendo 64 and the Sega Genesis and all that. And people are like, oh, my God, you can get, finally get Sega Genesis games. And I'm like, <laughs> in the back of my head, I'm like, I spent $10 on the Sega Genesis collection yep. on the Switch like five years prior. And I will say that Gunstar Heroes, at least to me, runs just fine uh, on the Switch on the collection mm-hmm. i can't speak to the uh the online uh, thing because the, i haven't bothered i'm sorry the, i i also own it on the emulator the emulator, you're fine. The you is bad. The emulator on the switch is bad it is yeah. but like i also own it on xbox live arcade because i bought it like in 2008 when i was yep. still in high school i was like fuck i could play gunstar heroes but i also yeah, whatever i want like now do i physically own it i think i physically own it for the sega again like 20 some odd years later after owning it as a small child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to go. Fuck. I had the other two and then I completely side railed myself or sidetracked myself. Sorry. Matt, let's throw it to you for a little bit and then I can think about it. That's <laughs> uh, all right. I've got mine. Uh, so uh, my, so I have super Mario 64 is my one is one. Um, I'm going to go with Sonic three and knuckles as, uh, one of my other ones is a little bit of a cheat, uh, because this is the game that you get when, uh, you know, back in the day when they didn't have DLC, uh, you, uh, you could get Sonic and knuckles and had a little slot in the top where you could throw another cartridge on top of it. If you put Sonic and knuckles on the bottom into the system and you threw Sonic three on top of it. You got a full game called Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which was the the way that they intended to release the game, but they had to break it up into two cartridges because of various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get the full game all together, and it's awesome. It's really fun. It's my favorite uh, Sonic game. Um, 
I am. I have to put one fighting game on here, and I want to be abundantly clear that I am bad at fighting games, but I like playing <laughs> them. Um, and King of Fighters is one of my favorite fighting game series, and I'm just gonna pick the one that I think looks the best, which is King of Fighters 13, uh, which came out a little over 10 years ago. It's one of the best looking fighting games I've ever seen. Uh. I have to put a Madden game on here because I can play Madden for hours and hours and hours. If I'm going to be on this desert island and we play Madden forever and ever and ever. So I'm just going to pick whatever the most recent copy of Madden is available. When I'm marooned at that time, uh, I will take that Madden game. Uh, I do not have a particular favor for like, oh, I have to pick Madden 05 because that's Michael Vick on the cover. Dude, the, it's better now. Like, it just <laughs> is. Like, I'm sorry. It is better now. Uh, so I'm going to take whatever the most recent copy of Madden is. And then the only question is, I, I, I'm going to put a persona game on here is just a question of which one and i'm just gonna say persona 4 because it's the first one i played uh nice. and it's a lot of fun uh it's a great time persona 5 is fun persona 3 is fun even the old like, persona 2 is is pretty good as well uh, i'm just gonna say persona 4 because it's the first one i played nice good it's choices. really good good, good choices. choices uh i'm gonna throw halo 3 on mine uh honestly it's my favorite of all of the halos and like i understand the different like why some people love two obviously one is the classic i didn't really like four and five mm-hmm. and odst and what was the other one they were okay they were good but like three is the one that i dumped a ton of time into and like thoroughly enjoyed the fuck out of that game uh and still would and i just need people to play with (laughs) like i would redo the campaign again i would do like a four-man legendary campaign like that all of that is stuff that i would still love to do and would not get bored of Hmm. uh and then the last one i don't really i knew i had another good one but i can't think of it and the more i sit here it's not going to come back because that's how my brain works so i'm just gonna go with Fuck it, I'll throw Destiny on there. All right. The the spiritual successor is kind of to <laughs> Halo. <laughs> put, so. are, put are you gonna do Destiny or Destiny Two with the game that they're still constantly updating? Uh, I guess I'll go Destiny Two. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean it depends. Are we, it depends on where we're talking about in the Destiny One lifeline. Where are we talking about in the Destiny Two <laughs> lifeline? Like. Are, do we Destiny have 1 internet? was bad, and then great, and then bad, and then real bad, and then Destiny 2 was good, and then fucking terrible, and then it was amazing, and then it was bad again, and then it was just like, I give up. Mm-hmm. Are, are, and do we have internet access to be able to play these games constantly? Mm. Do we have electricity to be able to play these games at all? Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, but... To play Destiny, you need to be online. Yeah, but you know, I mean, Comcast is bad on uh, on land. Can you imagine how bad they're going to be out on this island? <laughs> That's fine. I'll use T-Mobile's uh, mobile internet. Yeah, yeah hotspot. All right. They keep trying to sell me on the their internet, and it was like, no. Uh, you want to do books or TV shows or something else? I do have five books. I'll do books. I could probably put together a few books. All right. Tim, what do you got for books? TV shows, I feel, is hard because, like, 
I don't know, like 26 seasons of a particular show or 10 seasons of a particular show. I, I don't know. I guess you could do it. It's fine either way. But uh, but uh, books, I feel, is a little bit easier to wrap my mm-hmm. head around because I'm, yeah. I'm a simple man. True. I would say books slash graphic novels. We'll throw all those together. Sure. Reading material. Uh, so... Two off the bat for me, uh, I will put Don Quixote on there. Because if you've read Don Quixote or seen Don Quixote, it's so long. There's so much in there, and it's genuinely very funny. Uh, so in terms of just sheer, sheer size and uh, genuinely witty and great writing, uh, I will go Don Quixote by, uh, by Cervantes. Uh, I will go with The New Thinking Man's Guide to Pro Football by Paul Zimmerman, uh, which is just... It says the new thinking man's guide to pro football. And there's definitely some like wonky, uh, you know, jargony football stuff in there, but it's also just a great collection of football stories. Uh, so if you're interested in the human interest angle and just learning about these guys, like the quotes and the, the, the human, the people behind the game and everything like that, it's a great book for that. Um, and I got to nail down exactly what my other two are going to be, but I know that one of my, my third pick is going to be um, the Bible. <laughs> See, it's so it's really long. Good stories. It's really interesting story reading. You're fired. So I will go with the Bible. <laughs> Not once did I say, "Oh, yeah," because I'm trying to proselytize. I'm trying to convert you all to Catholicism. It's because a great collection of stories. You're still fired. Uh huh. What do you got? <laughs> and how? <laughs> and how? Um. So one, I'm trying to remember what the title is, but I'm going to start with. Uh, Little Brother by Cory Doctorow. It's it's not a super long book. Uh, it is very good in my opinion. It's a, kind of about fighting back against uh, Big Brother, which is i.e. the government and the government falsifying terrorist attacks and trying to pin it on children as an as a fucking scapegoat for some reason. Mm. Uh, it's really good and it kind of leans to the ingenuity of children. I, I say children, high schoolers. Um, and also just uh, the tenacity of someone when they're backed into a corner and saying no against the government to do the right thing. Mm. And another one, I want to say it's called escapism. Uh, but I can't actually remember. And every time I try to look this, oh no, it's called escapology. Escapology is a dystopian, uh, maybe dystopian is the wrong word, but it's very, very far in the future. Most of civilization has been flooded. Um, so most civilizations are essentially like floating islands of just thoroughly dense cities or ghettos. Um, and everyone escapes from this by going into essentially the internet. Uh, which you physically jack into and like you have a physical avatar and just a, that's the general world. The story itself is kind of hard to explain, but it's just a great fucking book. Okay. Okay. Which I just found out has a sequel and it's like, fuck, I need to go find that. Let's go get it. I need it. You reminded uh, me of one of the other ones that I, I didn't have originally on my list, but I'm like, oh, I can't go without this. 
uh, Brave New World is on my list um, because when anybody tells you like, oh, we're living in 1984, it's like, no, nah, we're living in Brave New World. When you really want to feel terrible about the way society is going, read Brave New World. Uh, I'll take some really, Soma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, not great, man. Not great. Uh, but Brave New World, uh, I would definitely put on there as just a periodic reminder like a, a bit of a grounding thing is it can't all be wine and roses. Sometimes you got to remind yourself that we're, uh, that we're just suckling on the teat of, uh, of, of over entertainment and over simulation. Anyway, uh, listen to our podcast, Brose available on all major podcasting <laughs> platforms. Uh, so I got four rich. What do you got? All right. So I'm putting one that I've read. And that's um, The Rise of the Governor, The Walking Dead, The Rise of the Governor. It's the history of the governor based on the books, not based on the series, uh, and how he came to power and became the governor. It's a really good book. It's honestly one of the first books I've read in a long, long time. And this is this came out like five, six years ago, maybe even more than that. Um, and then the rest of them are literally... Books I've always wanted to read that I own that I've never read because I just don't read that often. Um, and it is uh, two of them are The Zombie Survival Guide and World War Z. And then the mm. other two, um, <clears throat> there was three of them that I wanted to add lastly, but like, I'll just add two of them because I can't remember the name of the third one. But uh, one of them is Star Wars The Jedi Path, which is basically like a in a weird sense, like a, a a a Jedi textbook that you can read, and it has the information, history of the Jedi, and their teachings, and in like the notations and side notes, has notes scribbled by like Obi Wan, by Anakin, by Yoda, by Ahsoka, and a, a bunch of other characters. And then uh, the other one in that series is Star Wars: The Book of the Sith. It's in the same vein. It's a story of the Sith and how they came to be and and things like that the last one in that series would be there's a mandalorian book as well that i can't remember what it's called but i can only have five so those are the five i would do minus the mandalorian one because that would make it six if i did that one hmm. i'm looking at my bookshelf because see if i'm missing something because that last spot is just yeah oh god it's looming over me um <laughs> Well, I got two more to round me or at least catch me up with you. Uh, So I got Moriarty, which is obviously a Sherlock Holmes story, uh, but it's not told from Sherlock Holmes perspective. Um, Yep. And that's all. That's kind of all I'll say about it, because, I mean, obviously it's a Sherlock Holmes story. So like the less, you know, the more intrigue there is. And obviously the whole thing is about finding stuff out. That's uh, by Anthony Horowitz. Really good book. Mm. Uh, and then one that I had forgotten that I really liked is called Usher's Passing by Robert McCammon. Uh, and it is direct. It's essentially a sequel to The Fall of House of Usher, the short story by uh, Edgar Allan Poe. And the foreword, and if you're familiar with the story, essentially it's talking about like the end of that family and the destruction of the house. And the foreword of uh usher's passing is pretty much a member of that family that's not dead finding edgar Allan poe in a bar and beating the shit out of him (laughs) (laughs) essentially saying don't you dare talk about my fucking family and then the rest of the story happens 
very, very good book. A couple like very interesting twists and a lot of little things taken from different Edgar Allan Poe stories that are not thrown in your face. But if you see them and you're familiar with his work, it's like, oh, that's a great little homage. Like that's not mm-hmm. part of even it's and it's from like all of his other stories, not even just um, Fall in the House of Usher. So really good book. Really good read. Okay. I like that one. Fall of the House of Usher. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go popcorn for my last one. I'm going to pick This Is Not a Game by Walter John Williams. It's the one that keeps coming back to uh, keep coming back to in my head. I think I've, I've probably talked about it on the show before. It's a. Uh, it's a uh, you know science fiction, a little bit of science fantasy, and it's basically about uh, a game programmer who uses a a, a real life role playing game that she's created to to identify a killer uh, who's killed one of her colleagues. So it, it's very interesting. It's a very cool concept, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm I'm just gonna go straight popcorn for this one because there's like there's a bunch of other like oh I could pick like a really serious one and show everybody how serious I am by picking to kill a mockingbird. On here or something like that man freaking this is not a game <laughs> freaking thriller th- you know sci-fi thriller let's go baby really witty writing you know uh, snappy dialogue give it to me that sounds like a great book it's very I hope, fun i would say an honorable mention for me would be uh sonam of sessian who's conan o'brien's longtime assistant she just wrote a book called the world's worst assistant and it's about her working with Conan O'Brien and literally being the worst assistant ever, but still having a job with him. Mm. Uh, so, like, just I would love to read the like the ridiculous stories and stuff that they'd have to say about each other and whatnot. All right. All right. Good, good picks. Good picks. Five good books. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much at the end. Uh, any other last Desert Island pieces of media you would take with you? Well, I got my fifth book. Oh, sorry. I think you did four. No, it's all good. Uh, honestly, I can't think of another one, so I'm just going to go with Ready Player One. Nice. Good book. All right. And it's very much in that same, similar vein as like as, as the first two books, which is like technology, little guy standing up against the big guy, and just like what's our future look like? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember reading that one. That was a that was a easy. It was an easy read for me. I'm like, oh, look, all these references. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I know them. I picked up I Ready Player Rush. Two. I just haven't read it yet. I saw oh, the yeah. movie. Let me know how you think of it. I haven't I haven't read that one yet either. We'll do. Yeah. Uh. All right. Good Desert Island episode, guys. That was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that little exercise there. Too. Hopefully, hopefully next time we're not deserted from our good friend Sean O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Tess, if you can include some more tasteful island music at this point, just to reiterate to people how marooned we are from our from our friend Sean O'Brien. Uh, that'd be great. Some nice, nice whoosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, really, some gulls really. calling, cawing in the background. Yeah, the sad gull. Very, very sad gull, specifically. Uh, Tim, if people want to see more of your gull takes on Twitter, where can they find you? At Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. Sean's on Twitter at hey it's SOB, and you can find me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M K A S Z N E L. The podcast is on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at brose podcast, and it's on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. 
And if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air, just email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien, who compiles our questions. I uh, hope you're enjoying your vacation. Uh, remember, there's many beaches down at the Outer Banks. You want to travel to one of the ones that doesn't have bad weather to it. But trust me. Trust me. It's uh, my one piece of insight for the Outer Banks. This is going to come out several weeks after you've returned from the Outer I, Banks. I, this is literally three weeks after they come back because... Well, they should have listened to me. They should have jumped in the future. And to me. Good, good thing Matt um, has already given Sean this advice. Yeah, and I've told Mary also in person. I just keep saying the same thing over and over to them. Maybe I'll beat it into their hearts. Uh, now, huge thanks as always to Tess Riley for editing our show. Uh, huge thanks to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo, which you can see a uh, picture on each and every episode of Brose, a lovely pink logo of us sitting around drinking wine, talking about our feelings. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook, or you can find her shop at Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, it's time for some plugs. Rich Sweeten, uh, talk to me. You got like six billion things going on. What's the way? What are you doing? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, as well as, uh, uh, you know what, I'll plug this. On Sundays, you should try to come and watch and join. I play the PC version of Ninja Turtles, The Revenge of Shredder. There's a politically correct version? Uh, mm, like yeah. Computer version. Not, not yeah. that, not they don't call them turtles, they call them speed challenged. Exactly. Uh, but I play the PC version of that, so if you have Xbox, if you have it on Steam, if you have it on Epic, you can join me. The more the merrier, because that game is complete chaos if you can get six players. Um, but also check out uh, facebook.com slash onequestonline for uh, two podcasts, PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, as well as bonus action, the tabletop podcast, where me and Sean and friends play D&D. The PC version of uh, the Teenage Mutant Turtles game is just the four turtles screaming, check your privilege at April every like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I yes, like it. Exactly. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Sean, uh, look, in addition to D&D, Sean, Sean is a, there are many colors in Sean's rainbow, and one of them is uh, the art of throwing Frisbees. And uh, well, you can find Sean throwing Frisbees at OB Disc Golf on all major social media platforms, except for Instagram, where you can find him at OB underscore Disc Golf uh, if you want to see him throw the, the old uh, disc around. Uh, and now Tim Hansen. I'm at Tim R. Hansen. I don't do anything. <laughs> oh, that's not true. You, you contribute so much to the show, to the world at large. I'm talking about on Twitter. I don't really do anything on Twitter except retweet things for your tech stuff that I want to win, and I am not gonna. Or uh, just stalk oh, other people. That's you that keeps retweeting that shit into my timeline. You probably. He's like, like, yo, you get free free Regal Cinema tickets. Oh, that's not me. Okay, never mind. All right. It's just, just like, just oh, straight. hey, I'm I'm sending out this modded Super Nintendo. Who wants it? Me. Uh, I want it. I want a modded Super Nintendo. I want a five thousand dollar build my computer thing at Micro Center. I want all of what those. What is the things. Super Nintendo modded to do? Fuck, I don't know, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mod. Don't you understand? It's different from the other one. And I don't Tim's... currently have one. Yeah, you just... absolute moron. 
Just don't retweet anything about free hours for AOL Online. They give those discs, discs away for free already. So, mm. Aren't those for throwing? You're, you're yeah. Those are the discs that, OB, that Sean throws at OB underscore disc. Because oh, no one has a disc drive place. anymore. Those are just like relics of the ancient past. I... How I don't. dare you. I've got two optical drives on my computer, and I advise you to keep your mouth shut around. I have sir. zero disk drives on my computer, and my computer is a year and a half old. You guys aren't interested in playing the Oregon Trail, too. Yeah! Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, potential listeners. Yeah. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. The Moo! My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you that you can treat that wound by applying peppermint and giving it lots of exercise. And to be smart about being stupid. Oh I... man, I died of dysentery. Yeah!